wants to get fucked ursulary. That involves tentacles. I know. It, what we were looking for is, what is the opposite of standing next to an elephant with diarrhea in a hurricane? Ooh, yeah, give him some tusks. Dead ringer. Do Scottish boys use underwear? Office is giving them the business. Dance floor supremacy. What about Potsy in pajamas? What do you think Potsy wears for pajamas? Blizzies and blizzies. You might have even met like a secondary character in Cockwork Orange. He's got a big oral fixation. I'm curious. <laughs> the ankle here is if you're any other race, Papa John, because he's a fucking racist. Listen, listen, listen. Can I not get the Swedish chef as my quarterback? Fred Durst is probably ASMR. Anti, I would actually guess he was probably anti ASMR. Yeah, he's loud. He More likes screaming, a lot breaking, of yelling, breaking stuff, jumping. Sh- yeah. yeah. And if my day keeps going this way, I just might break, break some, your fucking face tonight. Yeah, very, very aggressive. Some, some Durst wisdoms of the past. Well, I, I don't know that I would necessarily refer to that as wisdom as much as I will as threatening violence. Yeah, that's that's actually a more accurate description overall. <laughs> overall, but uh, in in the world of Fred Durst, those are one and the same. <laughs> I mean, the man voluntarily calls himself a chocolate starfish, and his bandmates the hot dog flavored water. <sighs> Not a very. It's not like a way of uh, that uh, of referring to yourself that exudes pride. Like you're, I mean, quite. You're just calling yourself a a butthole. Uh, just a butthole and some hot dog flavored water. Or that, and that's who you hang out with. That's your company. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. Not great, sir. And those are two things that are like not all that great independently, but even worse when you mix them together. Oh, for sure, worse. Yeah. Right. Yep. Hundred percent worse. Although you could probably say the same thing about Fred Durst and his bandmates. <laughs> not all together. that great independently, and then not much better when you combine them. Even worse when you combine them. Yeah, yeah. generally worse. Yeah, I always thought it was funny that like the one dude, <sighs> Wes Borland, in the band always did like weird face paint and spikes and stuff, but none of the rest of them did. It's like he really wanted to be in a band that did the full face paint, and the rest of the guys were just like, we're not going to do that, but you can go nuts. Was this Al Borland's lost cousin, second cousin? Pretty disgraced, yeah, pretty disgraced thing? cousin of Al Borland, if that if uh, it were. It's from, Al, like, the other side of the family? Yeah, Al would not be proud to claim Wes Borland as his cousin. Probably, like, hasn't been invited to holidays in a couple years. After the incident? Remember there was the incident? There was a, yeah, there was definitely the incident. Since, but we don't talk about it. Since the incident happened. Yeah. We haven't seen much of Cousin Wes. Yeah, but we don't we don't talk about the incident. Yeah. Al Borland has kids somewhere that know not to talk about the incident. Oh, for sure. Like they talk about it by themselves, but when Al is around, they're like, No, no, shh, change the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't we don't uh we, we don't, don't talk about We this. don't do that with Al around. What's up, y'all? Welcome to D2B2 Sports. Hello. Live from the underground. I am Derek Weber. Derek. Derek. 
joined, as always, by my dear pal Nikki Sager over there. Hey, Nikki, cover Winkler and Bees. That's me. That's you. I'm that guy. You cover Winkler and Bees. I am that guy. I like that you haven't seen that movie that I pre- that I've pulled that quote from. Never. Well, Nikki's pretty good. Um, it's it's a it's one of those good bad movies. Like it's not actually good, but it's very funny. It's a, it's a fun shitty ride. That's how I feel about Limp Bizkit. <sighs> um, uh, listen, maybe that can be uh, on my resolution list. 20, I mean, they're of a similar era. Limp Biscuit and Little Nicky were roaming around these streets around the same time. Keep on roaming, roaming, roaming. What? Um, that'll be my first resolution, 2023. Watch Little Nicky. Ooh, first one. You start with an easy one. That's so you true. feel like you've, you've accomplished something before you get to one that you're probably not going to do for more than two weeks. Yeah, no, for sure. I like right. your style on that big time. Yeah, just start with a very achievable task. Uh, how do you feel about uh, 2022? Coming to a, a, a close. Ah, uh, it's been a good year, man. I'm uh, I'm excited to see what next year holds. It's been a pretty kick-ass year. We launched this year, Good Fun Media, fucking madness this year. Fucking madness. It's been a good year, man. I've had a lot of fun. I, I sit around and talk about shit I like with good friends of mine, and uh, it's a, it's a good time. Really enjoying myself. 2023, the uh, Chinese zodiac, the year of the Jordan. Ooh, the Jordan. Mm-hmm. The wild Jordan. Year of the Jordan. If the Jordan was an animal, would it be like in the big cat family? Would it be like a lizard type of animal? Uh, I think something maybe a little faster and, and graceful, like a like an antelope. Ooh, like that. Like a big ass antelope? Yeah. I think they're generally all the same size. Are there big and small antelopes? I mean, I'm sure that some are bigger than others. I doubt they're all the exact same size. I don't think there's a wide degree of variance. I would imagine, all right, maybe not like a huge degree of variance, but I would imagine like there's a, a somewhat small dearth, not to be confused with a somewhat small dearth Durst, of, yeah. uh, of size difference. Yeah. Not to be, uh, also nothing like the size difference of, of donkeys that we discussed a couple weeks ago when we found out. They oh yeah. That was a from... serious variance. Yeah. <laughs> 150 to 1,900 pounds. Yeah. Big growth of difference there in the donkey community. Big durst in the donkey community. (laughs) Well, it's Friday, so that means we got a Friday Five here for you. We've got some bets. we got some parlay action. We've got some daily fantasy. Uh, I'm sure we have some other shenanigans. We've shenaned once. We might as well shenan again. Uh Uh-huh. That's how you do it? That's how you do it. That's how it's done. But it's exciting times down here, man. Um, let's go ahead and just get straight after the gusto, the per, the proverbial business. I don't know if you get after the gusto. Oh, I get after you the get gusto. After, I, I I get after the pesto. I'm a I'm a pesto kind of guy. You would be a pesto type of guy. Yeah, I well. I mean, one look at Big Nick over here, and I'm like, yeah, that's a pesto guy that for dude, sure. That dude knows his pesto. That's what you think yeah. when you see that me? That dude fucks around with some pesto. Yeah. I do exude pesto confidence. Oh, out the wazoo. <laughs> I would like to actually sing a song about pesto out of a kazoo. When was the last time you saw a kazoo? It's been a while. It's been a good while. Kazoos aren't around as often as they used to be, right? Nope. Not around at all. Not You're not seeing kazoos these days, for sure. What about harmonicas? Are those around as much also as they used to be? Also not around like they once were. Yeah, the harmonica decline is real. What do you have instead? 
like spinner toys. Yeah, so those things. I go? found an egg and a rock. Okay. So how are you going to tell what's top and bottom of the rock? Well, no, I'm not going to flip these items. I'm not asking how you would be able to tell what the difference is from top and bottom of Dwayne Johnson, because that would be easy to figure out. Yeah, one of them has a head. Yeah. Actually, I guess the bottom half has a head, too. That's so the smaller one. That's how you, yeah. On the tip of the that's dongle. how you get there. No, I'm going to have you pick a hand, and if you pick the egg hand, you get to pick who goes first. And if you pick the rock hand, I get to pick who goes first. So the egg came before the rock? The egg came before the rock. Okay. Obviously. Duh. Duh. Egg. Wait. You have to pick a right or left hand. No, I just want to pick the egg, so I win. That's not how this works, man. Think about how much easier it would be for me. That would be much easier for you. That's an easy W for sure. But I'm not giving it to you. I wish that was like how blackjack worked, right? Like the dealer's like, do you want to hit or stand? And you're like, just blackjack. That's what I want. Yeah, just just give me the card I need. Stand or hit. Blackjack. (laughs) Perfect. Egg. (laughs) Left hand. Rock. No, no. I meant the one on my left. Too bad, oh. sucker. Rock. You got rocked. Tough to break. It sucks. Uh, I'm going to have you lead it off this week. I want to see what's swirling through that big brain of yours. Okay, so there are some... Listen, we can just call this what this is, right? There are some shit football games on TV this week. Some real shite, for sure. There are a lot of games that I have no true desire to watch outside of betting or fantasy interests. And there's a lot of damn quarterbacks not playing this week, too, right? I mean, we've got a long slate full of backups, including a guy who started an NFL game last night that had only been on the team for eight days, and Josh Dobbs for the Tennessee Titans, who played basically nobody in that entire game. That was a, an abomination. Fascinating. Um. Tennessee's going to end up playing Jacksonville next week, and the, the winner's going to win that division. And uh, i kind of been waiting to remind you about this, but we actually touted the Jags to win their division at plus 750 about five weeks ago on this show. We did. And I'm pretty sure the Titans have not won a game since then. Really been choking hard, yeah. Real choke-jab Titans. I also read that the both the Titans and the Jaguars have a five-game losing streak this year, which would make... Well, I mean, it's going to be the first time a team's ever won a division in a year where they had they lost five games in a row. That's wild. Well, they both suck. Well, yeah, they both suck. And the division sucks. So that makes sense. Um, I was talking about this the other day, too, right? So whoever wins that division is going to suck their way into the playoffs and whoever wins the other south the nfc or the nfc south is also going to suck their way into the playoffs right yep 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 so i i don't mind that you automatically get a playoff berth for winning your division yeah but do you really deserve a home game also the home game part does make it interesting for sure like i don't understand why do you always get pop-up ads i don't it's there was one website that i go to that still uses pop-ups as their principal form of advertising (laughs) That wasn't even a pop-up for anything I would ever buy. Ever. Yeah, it sounded like like a My Little Pony type toy. It was a... Uh... But yeah, so, like, okay. Let's say the Cowboys go 13-4 and four and come in second in the NFC East. Like, it seems unreasonable they would have to go on the road to play an 8-9 and nine Tampa Bay team. I mean, I, right? To a scale, but at the same time, I, uh... 
I kind of like the importance of winning your division. I, I I respect the value placed upon the importance of winning your division, but it it's it's weird though for sure. Yeah, five game uh, gap between these two teams, pretty substantial. It's I, yeah, it's it's got to be probably well, it's got to be one of the biggest ever. I would assume it is the biggest ever. Amongst them, yeah. There, so there was that uh, that year that Seattle snuck their way in, and at then like they beat seven the snot out of the Saints. Snot out of the Saints. Yeah. The Saints had like a twelve win season or so going at that. That was point. a sweet game. That was the game that featured the best rush in the history of the NFL. Marshawn yeah, Marshawn Lynch, Lynch was like Lynch dodging one. and running people over, <sighs> and flipping and. Dude, fucking Marshawn Lynch was so fun to watch. And there's also a pretty funny actor now. He yeah, had, it's fun to watch on Murderville. Yeah, Murderville, He's had both of his appearances on there are funny. He did an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's quite funny on that. Let's go right to one of the games that's going to suck. Straight to a suck game. Perfect. And we are. it's going to be the Battle of the A's. <laughs> We're going to take the A that is getting three and a half points that I think probably should be favored. Um, Arizona plus three and a half at Atlanta. I don't know why the Cardinals are underdogs in this game. I don't think there's really a lot of home field advantage for a shitty era. Uh, Atlanta Falcons team starting Desmond Ritter at quarterback, who is miserable. <laughs> like he's just very sad? Very, very. He's very Eeyore-ish. He's got mm-hmm. an Eeyore-like mentality. That's not very good for football. Yeah. How was your game, uh, Desmond? Oh, not that great, poo. Those are pretty good at you. You think you're going to have a good week next week against the Cardinals? Oh. I don't know. Probably not. I think it's going to rain. <laughs> that Eeyore-ish level of self-awareness, though. That's how that's that's Desmond Renner to me. Also, uh, the Cardinals somehow stuck with the soon-to-be home field playoff team Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Trace McSorley at quarterback last week, who was relatively Eeyore-ish in his own right. But Cardinals getting back Colt McCoy this week. Colt McCoy that is a relatively proficient backup quarterback in the NFL. Cardinals have a better rush game. Better pass game. J.J. Watt just announced his retirement. I feel... I don't want to get too much into this, but I don't think it's far-fetched that that maybe boosts the energy in the locker room a little bit. Right? Perhaps. Has a chance. And Cliff Kingsbury is basically coaching for his job, which he's probably not going to have for much longer anyway, but I'll throw that into the handicap. I'll throw that into the thought process. It's in there. It has been documented. One might even say it is on the record. That's where we are. I think at best, this game is a coin flip, so I'll take I'll take three and a half points. Cards. Cards, cards, cards. Blackjack. Blackjack. Cardinals. Battle of backup quarterbacks on bad NFC teams. <coughs> a shit game. What a shit game. Yeah, there is a lot of shit football this weekend. Um, so I have a little... My theme is a little basic this week. I don't have the most uh, outlandish of themes this week. Fred Durst? Fred Durst. Uh, my three bets here... We're doing a little weaving. Because I'm going over, then under, then over again. This... Weaving? Yeah, you kind of like like sewing, like weaving. You know, like you go over the stitch, under the stitch, over the stitch. It's a little like a, a roller coaster. Call it the roller coaster of love. 
<laughs> of what? Roller coaster. Roller coaster also works. One could define it as a coaster for sure. Um, just a coaster. Just a coaster. So this one. One fierce beer coaster. Uh, Can you name that band? No. It's the Bloodhound Gang. Nice. Fuck yeah. I uh, I only know Bad Touch by Bloodhound Gang. I can't say I know Good any enough. of the other any of the other tunes. Oh, you know, uh, never mind. We're, this is going to go down. This spiral is going to get out of hand so fast. So fast. So my uh, my first over is indeed a somewhat bad football t- game. Well, not the greatest, but it's not a terrible game. I guess both teams are, are relevant. Uh, Jets at Seahawks over 42 and a half. I was going to use that as one of my plays. Nice. Yeah. I like All right, this. I'll find something else, but I swear to God, I was. This I believe the, you. It's yeah. bizarre that's the first time this has happened on this show. Yeah, it doesn't happen much, for which is surprising. I don't think it's sure. ever happened. Um, we've had DFS well, wise. DFS wise, and I think we each had we've had like things in our parlay that are some like we've had like yeah a piece of a parlay that is like oh I've got that in mind too or something like that. But yeah, the first time directly on the bets where this has happened for sure. I dig it. But yeah, I like the play. Tell me why you like it. Uh well, hey, Mike White's back. Mike bitch. White, motherfucker. I'm trying to. I'm about to get Mike White in another dynasty league. It's going to be two out of three. Ooh, now. fuck yeah! Get you more Mike White. <laughs> more Just, Mike White. There you go. Double and then triple down on Mike White. I'm giving up a second round pick, which is going to be the last pick in the second round. Nice for Mike White and a third and a fourth. Fuck yeah! Yeah, sweet. Do that. That's a good call. So, yep, badass Mike White is back. Baby. Pretty good chance Mike White's not even playing quarterback next year, but. I like him anyway. Oh, dude, no way. That this, this is his team. And it's not fucking Zach Wilson's team. It's not Zach Wilson's team anymore. 100%. You got benched for this guy, then you only got the job back because he got hurt, and now you're getting benched for him again. And then like, you got benched for some guy I've never heard of last week. Yep, that's Ooh, true. I don't even know who that was. Yeah, ahead of Joe Flacco. I think Joe Flacco had, like, uh, Bunyan or something. Well, yeah, Joe's just collecting checks on the bench at yeah. this point. He's like, yeah, I'm not really here to play. I'm just here to get paid. It might have been Funyuns. It might have been he couldn't play because he had too many Funyuns. Uh, yeah, the Funyuns will get you, man. It's all those trans fats. You know? I don't remember if it was Funyun or Bunyun. It's a tough call. Tough call. But I like it because of Mike White. I like it because the Seahawks offense is pretty decent. And that's just a low number for two offenses that are very capable overall. Seahawks offense is decent. Their defense is not decent. I yeah. think that, that, that you know the, the Jets and are going to be these able. Teams, both these teams need this win. Uh, both teams need a win, and if it's interesting. If Zach Wilson starts this game, I say under. But I oh, think yeah. that having Mike White play just changes the the, the flow of the Ooh, game is going to be very different. Yeah, baby, Mike fucking White. <laughs> D2B2 Sports is a pro-Mike White podcast. Also anti-Vikings. Yeah, for sure. Um. No, I'm yeah, I'm a pretty generally a fan of this. Tyler Lockett might be back. It seems unlikely, but it's possible. It's possible. It is possible. And also, I mean, listen, if the if the Jets have a, a weakness on defense, it's definitely their rush defense, which is what I think ideally Seattle wants to do more so than most teams. And the, the Seattle's rushing defense sucks. So even though Zonovan Bam Knight struggled a little bit. Last week, there's plenty of reason to think that would not be the case. The uh, past two weeks, couple couple bad weeks in a row for Zonovan. Right after you and I got really hype on it, but again, that was with Zach Wilson. Mike White's back, baby. Zonovan Knight gonna fire off. Garrett Wilson gonna fire off. 
Oh, yeah, the Jets' weapons are coming for you now. Oh, yeah. Only the Cardinals and Bears have a worse defense EPA than Seattle. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Speaking of, it's a transition. Ooh, love a transition. This is a transition. Look at you. Uh, Speaking of the Bears, also speaking of bad rush defenses, I'm going to go Bears plus six and a half against Detroit. Nice. It's kind of a scary it's a scary proposition one. because I hate the idea that the fact that I just referenced how bad the Bears defense is and the Lions could jump out to a good lead. Now I have to rely on Justin Fields to spearhead a miraculous comeback late in the game. However, seeing how vulnerable Detroit was against the rush last week in a game where they gave up 100-yard rushing games to two guys, one guy named Chuba, yeah. I think there's plenty of reason to assume that Justin Fields and David Montgomery have some success running the ball. It's, it's terrifying how bad the Bears' receiving weapons are. But if you don't need it, it doesn't matter, right? It's true. Like, you could say the same thing about the Panthers, who also have <laughs> terrible receiving weapons. But it, it didn't make a difference because they didn't have to throw the ball. Yeah, the Lions, that defense was very rough last week. Really hoping for them to bounce back a bit to the defense they were playing for a handful of weeks in a row before that. They were playing very bad teams over that stretch. They were. To be that's, fair. That's right? totally fair. And I'm not... But also, to be fair, Carolina is also a bad team. Well, that's kind of what I'm... It's kind of... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't... Outside of a couple games where they were probably a little bit more motivated than I assume they're going to be tomorrow, the Lions are not a team that really blasts people off the field, right? This, they play close games. When they win, when they win, <laughs> no, yeah, they do. They do play a lot of close games. I mean, they they had the one big blowout a handful of weeks ago against Jacksonville, but aside from that, it's been most. Well, they beat close the games. Giants pretty handily. I think they beat the Vikings relatively handily, also. But that's true. But as we've noted on here, the Vikings are a fraud. Oh God, of course, fraud. Speaking of the Vikings and them being a fraud. Speaking of frauds. Uh, my next one is Vikings Packers under 48. Well, I'll drink to that or pretty much anything else for that matter. I like your style. Good mm-hmm. job. Way to keep it up with the drinking. But this under this under 48, that's a, that's a pretty high number. It's a division game. Uh, Packers are on a big win streak right now. I think this game comes. Packers are playing good close ball. Close to that number forty-eight, but I, I think I think it stays a little below. Cost me about thirteen hundred bucks last week. By uh, I, I wanted to just like blame Tua for screwing up at the end of the game, but now that he's concussed again, he was probably just seeing thirty-seven guys on the field because he was he threw three picks in the fourth quarter that were like all straight to defenders. Yeah, I mean they weren't even like right errant. That was like I literally thought you were throwing to the other team. Yep. True. Um, it's true. Hmm. Mixed feelings about this. I would. I would be more inclined to say this game goes over, although not enough to to play it. This would be a stay away spot for me. But at Green Bay, weather shouldn't be that that scurvy. Aaron Rodgers. Last week was the first time. This is the second time he's got a full, healthy receiving core. Minnesota can move the ball when they have to. I don't know. Stay away spot for me. No opinion. That's fair. That's a fair. That's Opinionless. A, opinion free. Wow. 
Yeah, it's a it's a it's a murky one. It's a little bit of a danger play, but I feel like this is one of those ones that people expect like huge fireworks in, and I'm just pulling back on that a bit. This will likely be a a healthy spot for uh, DFS stacks, right? Yeah, likely amongst a handful of games and yeah, both NFC North battles, in fact, uh, pretty handy for DFS purposes this week. In fact, oh, you know who likes handies? Oof. The Durst. The Durst. The Durst likes just Handy dry handies. Durst. Yeah, like uh, dry handies, maybe like covered in like Cheeto powder. Oh, God, that's horrifying. Cheeto powder handy? Che- Cheeto powder handy? I'm just like picturing Cheeto powder on my dong now. And yeah, that's Me horrifying. too. Yeah, it's sweet. <laughs> that makes me happy for you that that would bring you joy, buddy. Yeah, I know. Good for you. Thanks, man. Oh, you're welcome, buddy. Oh. Oh, shucks. No, oh, bully. Oh, Give me another bat. <sighs> um. All right, I've been dancing around a couple different things here that I'm having a tough time. Are you dancing around the ceiling? It's what, dancing on the ceiling? Uh, dancing right. around? Which one is it? It's on. Yeah. Oh. What a feeling. So I've been kind of riding this train, and I don't have a reason to uh, stop riding this train, this runaway train. But the Steelers have been really good to me. Steelers are catching two and a half points against Baltimore. Baltimore really struggling without Lamar Jackson, offensive-wise. I mean, J.K. Dobbins is playing decent ball, but they don't have any options to stretch the field. It seems like teams, even though... I mean, we can call this what this is, right? Like Rashad Bateman and Devin Duvernay aren't the best wide receiving tandem in the NFL, but they still are have the at least the ability to take attention away from Mark Andrews on defense. And I, well, I feel like without them, teams are not having a tough time slowing down Mark Andrews when there's like legitimately no other threat on That's the true. field. Like yep. Deshaun Jackson and De, what's Demarcus Robinson? Is that Demarcus the Demarcus Robinson? Like, indeed. Yeah. I don't know that this is going to like instill a lot of fear. In an it's opposing true. team's defense. Um, you know how much I love the way Pittsburgh plays when they've got T.J. Watt on the field. And uh, it's, uh, no Lamar Jackson, no real offensive weapons on this game. This could be like a slow, plotting slugfest, like a, like one of the old Steelers-Ravens games of like the mid-2000s. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. I think you could see something a lot like that. 13-10 final. Yeah. Grit. But ultimately, I think that if the teams are fairly – fairly evenly matched on defense. I might even say that I like the Steelers' defense better. I think that uh, Pittsburgh's going to have more options on offense. So, I mean, what do you get when you have a, a better defense and a better offense? Usually you win, right? More feel often like that's than how that, this, yeah. That's on a very basic level, that's, that's how football works. That's how it goes a fair amount of the time, yeah. I like that play. Steelers plus two and a half. Quite frankly, the, the right way of doing it would be just just take the money line, plus 120. That's how you should do it. I, I, I've... I eyeballed Steelers' money line, in fact, for that very purpose. And uh, instead, I landed on another over uh, in the AFC, in fact. Uh, in fact. Another divisional game in the AFC, in fact. Uh, Jags-Texans over 43.5. Really? The this- Jeff Driscoll-Davis Mills combos got you all worked up. Uh, it's more that I think like, part of me was also tempted to pull a classic D's drag on this and drag the Jags to a bigger win even because I, I just think the Jags pound them. 
So it's not like 43 and a half is not a huge number to clear. If the Texans wind up with like 17 to 20 points, I think the Jags easily go over 30. Um, a lot of people that I pay attention to in the gambling community love the Texans this week. Oh. Very, very popular. Oh, boy. I think the Jags see their playoff future in sight. But sometimes that gets to be one of these things where, like, people just keep saying it because other people are saying it. Sure. You know how that, right? Like, that's, I mean, we can acknowledge that that happens. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The echo chamber is real. I just love this Jags offense. I love that they're playing for something right now. Um, I think the Texans blew their load in that up and and uh, getting that win last week. I think that that was that was the pinnacle moment of the Texans' year. Oh, highlight of the After season. After the week one tie was good too. The week one tie was tasty, but this is even juicier. It's nice to really start the year on a nice neutral level. Yep, hundred percent. That's what you wanted. Right at neutral. That's right. Um. So this is a weird thing, and I think that this is part of the reason that so many people are looking forward to trying to bet on the Texans this week, is that basically it doesn't matter what happens in this game for Jacksonville at all. They just have to win next week against Tennessee to get in the playoffs, to win that division. If they lose this game and then still win the next week, then they're still in the playoffs. If they win this game and lose next week, they're still out of the playoffs. So this game legitimately has no meaning for them whatsoever. So, I mean, I can certainly envision a world where if they get down a little bit, they just, like, rest some guys. or Interesting. Maybe you're not seeing, like, a full boatload of effort from, from Travis Etienne or a full work, workload. I think that that could, could materialize. Okay. Or maybe not. I don't know. Perhaps not. Perhaps not. That is quite weird, sir. Quite weird indeed. How weird? Weird. How weird? Very weird. That's my that's my third bet. Um, <laughs> this number is too low. It's always too low. Every single week, it's too low. I lost on this last week. We didn't talk about it on the show, but I did it anyway. I'm gonna do it again. Uh, I, Justin Fields over 71 rushing yards against the Lions that just got gashed by. Deonta Foreman. Minus like three weeks of the season have been gashed against the run all year. Yeah. Like they had like a three week stretch where suddenly their run defense looked legitimate, but minus that, it's been just gashings all over the place. Including Justin Fields earlier this year, right? Didn't Justin Fields have a monster game against the Lions when they first played each other early in the season? I am pretty confident he did. Like that rings a bell. I can't, I don't remember now because that feels like so long ago. But I, I do feel like Justin Fields had a monster day against the Lions the first meeting this season. We are – no, I think you're right. The Lions won at Chicago, like, not by a lot. I think they won by a yeah, – wait, they a, were losing the whole game, and they came back and it yeah. was like a big-ass comeback, right? They did, yeah. All the more reason I think Justin Fields would have been gashing us. Justin Fields had 13 carries for 147 yards. Jesus, yeah. I think that was when he became a top 10 quarterback on ESPN. Oh, yeah, that's, yep. That, that sounds about right. Oh, yeah, he ran well against the Lions. That definitely makes him a top 10 quarterback. Best quarterback in the league. Best quarterback in the league. Crown it now. Oh, fuck. Outrageous. So that's your prop bet? Prop. Propped. Like a door propped open. 
That's not funny. Was that a joke? It was a bad joke. You know, just saying some. Just using the word prop in a different <laughs> context. Just not great. It's fine. I wish you would have said like all of Fred Durst's different colored Yankees hats are props. Ugh. Yeah, those are a bunch of props, but not props I ever want to touch. I've always hated the I idea. I bet they smell really bad, too. Oh, like Cheetos, probably. I'm like Monster Energy Drink. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and like a but Jeep like Wrangler. Monster. <laughs> like like an old Jeep Wrangler? Yeah. Yeah, that, that plays. That tracks. Soft top. Ooh. Do you think... What do you think about team apparel in wrong colors like green yankees hats or red like shit like that what do you make of those i mean i don't care that much if i'm being honest yeah i think it looks dumb as hell i i think a lot of them do look dumb but i don't really care either because you see it like the would you tigers, like them more if like Fred the tigers Durst are the only one of the detroit teams you see this in because you'll see like green <laughs> tigers hats and like yeah yeah because the detroit d is dope but the detroit d is dope it's a dope d but uh, yeah, I don't really care that much. I agree with you that I think it kind of looks stupid. Durst but I, also don't, I don't. I don't care enough to be like upset about it. I just think it, I agree with you that it looks kind of stupid, though. Yeah, I don't know that I would say that I get upset about it, but I would. I would never rock one. Sure. Yeah, the Yankee one's funny too because like, I would say like twenty percent of people that wear Yankees anything don't give a fuck about the Yankees, especially Asians. Is that a thing in the Asian community? That's a thing, like, in Asia. Like, you go to, like, China and Japan, there's a lot of people wearing Yankee shit. Weird. Interesting. You learn something new every day. Go figure. Fred Durst, also very popular. Well, at a time. There was a time. All the time. All the time, still? People are still limp-biscuiting across the seas? Quarter to one. No, I wasn't asking for the time. (laughs) I said there was a time. There was a time. That's right. One of the greatest movies ever, Lucky Number 11. Shout it is out. one of the greatest movies ever. Dude, it's yeah. such a fucking great movie. All right, my prop. Both teams to score 25-plus points, Bears-Lions. At plus 205. First game was 31-30. It was. Yeah, and I, I expect this game to be a slugfest of points. Like you said, Justin Fields very likely to gash all over the Lions. Jared Goff at home, very likely to fucking air it out all over the place. All over the place. Points for days. Uh, Lions competing to try to get a playoff spot still, which, holy shit, man. If you would have told me back in week five when the Lions were uh, one and four that we would be vi- that there was a chance of a playoff spot in week 17, I would have said, man, that shit's crazy. I don't believe you. That shit cray. That shit's cray. But uh, yeah, that's uh, so twenty five plus for each team at plus two hundred five. I was trying to find another game to do the scores every quarter thing that I because I hit on that last week. That was, was awesome. At plus five, at uh, plus five something, I hit on that. No, which was pretty sweet. No, no, it was more than that. Eight fifty. That's right. Plus yep, eight. Plus eight fifty on that Philly Dallas score every quarter bet. I tried to find that on this game and I couldn't find it. So I settled on this instead. I wouldn't want to bet that this game. Oh, I, I like what you did, though. I like what I did, too, but I, I would have liked to bet that on this game. This feels like the type of game that every team will at least achieve a field goal per quarter. The first quarter is the hardest one. 
The first quarter is the that's hard the, one. That's yeah. if you make it through the first quarter, then you're feeling good. Yep, true that. Well, that's the end of the prop section. We gave some props, which means it's time for parlays. Okay, so I have a theme for my parlay, and Ooh. I think it's one that makes sense this time of year. And I think it's something that maybe people don't talk about enough or don't think about enough when you get late in the season. But I love the idea of betting on playoff teams against non-playoff teams. Whether it's teams that are fighting to make the playoffs or teams that are fighting for position or home field advantage. right? So the, the, there's a handful of games that present this opportunity this week. So we're going to do... All money lines. We're going to go Giants over the Colts. Giants playing for a playoff spot at home. Probably want to win this game because you don't want to go to, to play Philly next week needing a win to make the playoffs, right? Correct. Uh, also, Nick Foles sucks. Also accurate, yep. Good penis, from what I understand. We're told very big dick Nick, in fact. That's that what I've a, read. That is the dubbed title. Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, who didn't know the playbook. Perfect. He looked like shit last week. Yeah, it looked like I shit. said that yeah, at the show. Yeah. Like he just like it's, I don't know who it was, but somebody just came out and said like, "Listen, everyone knows that he doesn't understand this playbook." Yep, it's bizarre. And they what they they lost twenty to three, I think. Yeah, I saw a thing earlier. today. They looked bad. I saw a thing earlier today that was like uh, the Raiders are still the only team to lose to an ESPN analyst. Oh, fuck. Because Jeff Saturday came yeah, in yeah. and got that first win and just hasn't gotten any since. Which also, your your boy over here called this more or less. I know you called this pretty much on the nose. It was relatively impressive. Yeah, I called this exactly on the nose more or less here that the Colts would come out and win that first game with the coach change and then we'll just come out and tank it away the rest of the year. Jeff Saturday is literally just a figurehead there to get losses for them. Doing I, his buddy a favor. I don't have any idea how this plays out. It's really bizarre. He's just a figurehead. He's there to get some losses so they get a better draft pick. But then what do they do? Then they just fire him right away before the Probably. You're not going to hire a guy. Because he would, like, they hired him. This wasn't like an interim right. thing. No, it's, he's, he got hired. But yeah, no, I think you just I think you can him. You're not going to hire a guy and fire him after half a season. You don't think? I don't think. Fair enough. I think this was, like, very calculated. And it might even be a resign situation. Like, maybe it's not a fire. Maybe Jeff Saturday's like, and I resign. I'm just going to go back to ESPN. I had it kind of good over there. That seems more possible than getting fired. But, yeah, it all felt, it feels like a cahoots situation regardless, though. He came here very specifically to get the Colts some losses for his buddy, and he's achieving well. Cahoots would be a good name for, like, a pet hamster. Cahoots is an adorable hamster. Right? I would pet cahoots. Yeah. Oh, come here, little cahoots. Who's this? That's a cahoots. That's cahoots, my little hamster buddy. Similar situation, also Nick Foles related. Uh, Eagles over Saints. Eagles, uh, I don't think the Eagles want to go into next week needing to win that game against a team fighting for a playoff spot to get home field advantage. I think if the Eagles put it on the Saints this week, Saints team that's questionable at best. They can wrap up home field, not have to worry about what's going on next week. Um, Jesus Christ, this inadvertently turned into an NFC East parlay, actually. Uh, Manders. Manders against the Browns. Also, backdooring their way into the playoffs. Cleveland, I don't know. I don't know what this looks like in a couple years from now. But as of now, this Deshaun Watson contract looks really, really bad. It does, and that just delights me. Just tickles me. Like, really bad. Just utterly delights me how bad the Browns look with him so far. 
So the problem here is that these three teams are all favored and they're all relatively big favorites, right? So the, the Eagles are minus 295, Giants minus 240, Manders slash commies minus 130. So we got to get something in there to juice this up a little bit, right? We so need something to kick the juice up. I'm going to scoot in the uh, Panthers. Uh, Panthers plus 150 money line at Tampa Bay. Panthers also fighting for a playoff spot against Tampa Bay. Big game. Inside track for whoever wins this it game, and Tampa utterly, Bay just does not do anything for me. No, they sure don't. Yeah, they uh, they they have won an unreasonable amount of games for how bad they are. Like that team's not good. That team's not good at all. Yeah, I, I like that play. Can I augment this? Yeah, on the aug- fly. Augment away, man. I'm gonna change this up. Barely. We're not gonna do Panthers money line. We're gonna do Panthers first half money line. Oh. Plus 130 first half money line. But Tampa Bay just seems like they're a weird team to watch because they can turn it on when they start playing fast, right? Like they get to the fourth quarter and they start playing fast. They play a lot of up-tempo and suddenly their offense is like very productive. But they don't do it until the game's almost over. Well, yeah, Tom can't play four quarters of up-tempo. So I, I don't know. Do you think that's that's why? I mean, I... I don't, it's hard to say why. I he think. could when he had more face. I feel like the fact that he's missing half his face. Yeah, the structural integrity of his cheekbones disappearing entirely. Yeah, that guy has, needs to like have a glass of milk or something. Yeah, dude. Know? Yeah, things are... Tommy's looking weird these days, for sure. Plus 130, first half money line. And you can kind of eke your way into a little bit of luck if you happen to... If the game is tied at halftime, you don't lose. You just scale down to a lower payout. Uh, plus 670. Very low parlay for me. This, actually, mine's also in that range this week. I, did, I, uh, I, I also didn't wind up with an insane multiplier on my parlay this week. Mine is three picks. Um, this, I call this the heavy dogs cover parlay. So I took three big dogs all to cover in their game. Not to win, just to cover. So I got the Broncos plus 12 and a half. Fuck. This is so... When I first heard Nathaniel Hackett got fired, yeah. I wanted to be able to bet the Broncos' money line. I was like, fuck yeah, teams just get up and win after a f- coach firing. Yeah. But then I saw they were playing the Chiefs, and I was like, whoa, 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 can't no. go that far with that. They're not going to win. But I can see the Broncos covering against a team who's shitty against the spread, like the Chiefs, who we've talked about all season like this, in such a large number. I, I can see under the new regime them being competent enough to cover in this game. It'll probably explode in my face and the Chiefs will win by 30. Plus, plus 12 and a half? Plus 12 and a half. And then I've got the Raiders plus nine against the Niners at home. Jeez. The Niners have been wrecking everybody lately, which, you know, doesn't make this so So far you are betting on a team that has just fired their coach and now you're adding a team that has just benched their quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek Carr got benched. Derek Carr got benched, and he pretty much announced that he's walking away from the team. Whoa, missed that entirely. Jared, badass Jared Stidham. Uh, I, I feel le- Tiger. I, I feel less confident in this bet now than than I did before, but I'm sticking with it because I made it already. Right. So here we are. But yeah, I no longer like this bet as much instantly with that news. I did not know about that. And then I've got the Rams plus six and a half against the Chargers. I like that. This I'm one, a fan of that. This one makes a lot of sense to me. Um... Baker Mayfield's actually playing pretty good football in L.A. Good for him. 
It's an interesting, like, it's going pretty well overall. L.A. seems like a Baker Mayfield kind of town. Totally. Would you not be surprised if Baker Mayfield just has a better... I, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but, like, it, it, do you feel like the likelihood of Baker Mayfield having a better career in L.A. rather than Cleveland makes sense? It does. Like he's kind of got that, like, brash personality, big market kind of dude. He does. I mean, he was in advertisements, like, right away starting his career out. He was getting, like, cricket commercials and, like, all these fucking commercials. Progressive commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this parlay has me a little concerned now with that Derek Carr information. And, of course, the possibility the Chiefs just, like, wreck the Broncos by 30 is real. But this is a plus 611 total across the three legs. Plus 611. Big dogs cover. I like where we're going. I like what we're doing here. I do, too. You're coming off a hot week, Deez. We didn't do a recap. You had a big week last week. I did. I actually had a very strong week last week. I hit my plus 850 prop. Yeah, give give them the breakdown. Plus 850 prop came in. uh, Chargers, (laughs) Colts, under 45 and a half. Never in question. Walk. That was an absolute walk. Uh... Chiefs Seahawks under 47 and a half. Dolphins minus two and a half first half. I think I missed one. That's uh, my Buffalo bet. Yeah, you didn't have a. Oh, that must have been from the week before. I was looking at my bet slip in DraftKings. I was like, oh, I must have been, that must have been two weeks ago. Never mind. <laughs> so, yeah, that bunch of hits. Hits for days. Hits for days. So, four and oh, and then just missed my parlay. That's it. Fuck yeah. Not bad. Pretty good. Uh, two and two. Perhaps just just playing 500, baby. That's it. 500 ball. Two and two for me. Taysom Hill over 35 and a half rushing yards was like a dope win for me. I thought I don't know why I thought that was... I thought that was a very creative play that I feel like most people wouldn't be into. And it was, it was home by halftime. Hell yeah. That was sweet. Bengals minus three. That was another play I was very confident in. I, Bengals were up 22 nothing, And all of a sudden, that, toward the end, the game was 22 to 18. And I was like... Not paying attention. I just happened. I was really into the, 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 well, this is not a surprise. I was really into the Giants game. And then all of a sudden I see the bottom score that the Patriots put up 18 points. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Then the game ended. Yeah. Seabags plus 10. I don't know. It's. It, I was very surprised that Seattle just couldn't manufacture anything on offense. So that lost. Uh, Titans minus three. Loser. Texans. Yeah. That shit was hilarious. Anytime the Texans... Of current win a football game. It's just funny. You, you got to feel good when you bet on a team that ends up losing so badly they bench their quarterback the next week. That's a good feeling. Good feeling. Yeah. Yep. Malik Willis, yeah, I'll put some money on you. Benched. Benched. Ah, oh, that was a bad choice. That was not. They just got dursted. That's, yeah. what, that's, the, that's what getting dursted is. If you bet on a team and they play so poorly they bench their quarterback, that's a dursting. Yeah, you broke yourself. Yeah, you get dursted. Because if your day keeps going this way, I just might break your fucking face tonight. Give me something to break. Yeah. But not your fucking face. I hope you know I'm like a chainsaw. What? I'll skin your ass raw. What? Like a chainsaw. What? So come and get it. I don't know why I threw that egg just now. It's gone. Yeah. Better than the rock. (laughs) Shit. No, the rock's on the ground, luckily. I didn't. (laughs) Glad I didn't throw a rock across the room. That's it. Those are the prop bets. We propped them up. Let's talk DFS. It's your turn to go first. It is. So, 
as we've been doing the past couple weeks, I'll take you on the journey of how this bad boy was built. This bad mother... Sorry. Shut your mouth. What? What? So I started with Pat's, with Patriots defense, 2,600. Um, I actually have 200 left over on the table on this, so I can upgrade some if Tua winds up playing. I don't think Tua's going to play. That's my thing, too. There's I'm, some... Based on like his third concussion of the year, I would hope that he doesn't play. I'm going to cut you off real quick because I want right. to get your opinion on this. I There's a handful of people that I know, and also a handful of people like in the industry, so to speak, that think Tua's like, like going to retire. He's like, never going to play again. That's insane. I think that's fucking insane, too. I mean... The concussion problem, though, man, that's crazy. Like, it's scary. You get a couple, like, not just normal concussions either, like, a couple massive concussions in the same season. You got to at least consider it. You got to at least, like, look your mortality in the mirror for a second. You know The problem, well, so here's the thing. The problem is that I'm old and I'm dumb, so I would, like, just have that old mentality of, like, just play through it and and tough it out. Right? Yep, but as we learned from Andrew Luck, Players aren't in that same mentality these days. And I think that's fine. I'm, I, I'm not... Uh, oh, I agree. I would not be faulting him should he choose to retire. I just knew that the first time I heard somebody say that, I was like, wait a second. Come on. <laughs> you sound good, dude. Sound like you have a, get a little durst in your throat. I've definitely got some durst in my throat this morning. Yeah. <laughs> no, the past couple mornings... Very Christina Aguilera-ish. Having some durst in your throat. <laughs> Well done, sir. That was good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> so, Patriots defense, 2,600. I'm only going to hang on to that if Tua doesn't play. Like Nick is saying, I expect that Tua will not play. But I do have an extra 200, so I can go a little wiggle room on my defense. This is interesting because I'm, Tua does play. I'm intrigued by doing a Bridgewater lineup. I also considered a Bridgewater lineup. I think you can do a bridge. Let's build a Bridgewater lineup together after we do this. Okay. Because I think you can do a Bridgewater Hill Waddle lineup. That's like sweet. Yeah, sounds like fun to play with. Okay, that'll be our experiment. I like to experiment. Well, oh. all right. So then I got my stack, my Mike White Garrett Wilson stack. Fifty four hundred on Mike White, fifty five hundred on Garrett Wilson. Mike White's back, baby, as we were talking about earlier on this motherfucking podcast. Damn it, I wanted to We play are Mike him. White people. We like this guy. Uh, Garrett Wilson also, the handful of weeks he had Mike White, was like a top five receiver in the monster. NFL. Absolute fucking monster. Absolute monster. So hoping for some of that in a matchup that definitely has the potential for it to go down that way. Like There's definitely all sorts of room for them to score against Seattle like we talked about earlier. Uh, then I got my pair of running backs back to back. I went Travis Etienne at sixty four hundred and Leonard Fournette at fifty six hundred. Um, in a matchup like Nick was talking about earlier, that absolutely matters for Tampa Bay. I think Fournette is been playing pretty well the past couple weeks and is going to be pretty heavily leaned on in this mat this division matchup that has playoff implications for both teams is it almost playoff lenny time of year it's right around the corner man that's what i'm saying like because so here like uh, it's so it's so funny because yeah playoff lenny feels like it would be this time of year but say they backdoor to the playoffs and get there they have to deal with dallas in week one like you mentioned and that seems like a tough matchup for playoff lenny it's a shit matchup it's for a playoff. shit matchup for playoff lenny 
But I like the ETN play too. Uh, I do have the narrow concerns, like Nick mentioned, that the Jags just reach a point where this game's just not very important to them. But I think if that doesn't wind up being the case and they wind up really playing hard for this one, that ETN's going to be a huge cog of anything they achieve. A huge Nick Foles. <laughs> a huge Nick Foles. <laughs> Um, I then went to a guy that I've taken like three weeks in a row now, uh, Justin Jefferson, because he's literally just having a historic year. Like, I'm just going to keep playing this guy. It's insane. Every week, monster fucking numbers, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, in a matchup against Green Bay that should be likely high scoring like Nick, like we talked about earlier, even though I bet the other side of that, I'll, I'll probably come up wrong on that, and that's fine. But Justin Jefferson at 9,500, I love the play. And then I've got a little mini stack with him, again, or a little mini bring back, I should say, with Romeo Dobbs at 4,700. Nice. And then I've got Cole Komet at 4,500. And I round out with my flex of Isaiah Pacheco at 5,600. Like I said, left 200 on the table, so there's small wiggle room here, but I didn't really like any of the guys more at 5,800 than Isaiah at 56. If the Chiefs do win this game comfortably, which one would imagine is the more likely outcome, then it's a lot of running time at the end, and I feel like they're more likely to do that with the young with the young buck this time of year. But, we'll see. I, I like the build of this lineup overall, though. A lot of guys with a lot of potential, a lot of high ceilings in this lineup. Uh... Cole Komet's definitely a boomer bust tight end, but, you know, everyone but Kelsey is a boomer bust tight end when it really boils down. And at 4,500, a guy that's had as many touchdowns this season as he's had feels like a pretty good uh, dart to throw. All right. So I... There's there's so many ways to do this this week, and it's going to be really, really... I think it's going to be easy to get contrarian because I feel like the Lions-Bears game is going to be a popular stack. I think a lot of, a lot of people are going to play golf lineups. Um, I think a lot of people are going to play the stack that I put together. I think this is going to be a very popular one. It was the, uh, the Millie Maker last week. Had I think the Millie Maker winner last week had six players from the Giants Vikings game. That's insane. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> so I think that's going to be a popular one. So I think the, the the move this week is not to get like too weird, right? I think the move is to probably like eat a lot of chalk, eat a lot of highly owned players, and then get a little bit creative with your with your bargain plays. So I I tried to get a little bit creative with with what I've got at the lower end of the scale. And uh, this is kind of how this worked out, right? So I'm looking at a, a Cousins Jefferson stack. And then I've got an Aaron Jones and Alan Lazard bring back. So I've got the two by two. Two Packers against two Vikings. Double, double. Double, double. D2. There it is. That's how you do it. That's exactly how you do it. Um... I'm playing a little bit of steam here, right? This is a guy that's has been hot, and I'm hoping uh, can stay hot. 
that also has a good matchup against the Chargers in Cam Akers, 6,100 Cam Akers, coming off a, a monster, monster game. Guy that was like pretty much written off, it seemed, by the Rams early in the year. All of a sudden, he's back in charge, 23 carries for a buck 18, three touchdowns last week. Granted, this was against the Broncos, but I mean, is the Chargers rushing defense better than the Broncos? I don't think it is by any metric. No, I don't really either, and uh, I've, I've flirted with Akers as a player this week as well. I like that play. Yeah, 6,100 sounds very, very affordable. I went really cheap here, and this is going to be what I'm, I'm, I'm known for this. This is going to be one of those plays that I throw in that's really, really inexpensive <laughs> that could be a home run, but could also just be absolute garbage. Sure. Right? But I think that's the I think that's the way to do it. I think you want you want to get a little bit interesting with this. So I threw in Khalil Herbert. I think Khalil Herbert is I mean, he is one game back from an injury, didn't see a lot of field time, didn't see a ton of action last week. But that usually doesn't happen for running backs their first game back from injury, right? You don't get thrown in at a twenty five carries a game your first game back from an injury. You kinda ease your way back in. So uh going against the Lions defense, we've talked about how much they got gashed by two running backs last week. Maybe they get gashed by two running backs this week, and one of them is not the guy that plays quarterback. <laughs> but only four Gs for Kalul. That's a nice bargain basement running back at four Gs, right? Oh, yeah. Quite cheap indeed. I can't get enough of this guy. He's still too cheap. Um, three games in a row, three big games in a row. I'm probably a little bit apprehensive about a quarterback change, but... Uh, Jahan Dotson is still only $4,600. We, we smoked him in our lineups last week. He, he came through with six catches for 76 and a touchdown, 105 and a touchdown the week before that, 54 and a touchdown the week before that, three straight games with over 16 points and a touchdown. And he's also getting just like, you you can see that the offense is looking at him a yes. lot. Like they really want to feed Jahan Dotson the ball there. I think that's with good reason. I mean, he's got great hands. He's a great route runner, but he's got 24 targets over the past three games. Now, is that a Taylor Heineke thing and not a Washington commies thing? It could be. Possible. So with Carson Wentz playing this week, this might go sideways. But for forty six hundred, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be afraid to do it, right? Very cheap at tight end, as almost always. But uh thirty one hundred dollar Jordan Akins, uh Houston Texans, they gotta fucking throw the ball to somebody, man. I hate that logic, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. It's got it uh Three catches for 39, three catches for 22 and a score. That's seven-plus points a week for only 3,100. I mean, you're, it's pretty much like you got to score a touchdown to be relevant. Sure. Big but time. Yeah. That's that's almost, just like you said, that's like every fucking tight end. It's literally every tight end not named Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Who's just his own freak category. I, early, before I did literally built any of mine, I really wanted to flirt with the Mahomes lineup this week. This felt like a nice week for Mahomes lineup. Yeah, but I, just, I, with Mike White dangling out there, I just couldn't bring myself to spend so much money on Mahomes when I could have Mike White. Who wants Patrick Mahomes when you can have Mike White? Honestly, <laughs> with uh, a lot of money left to spend, I still didn't really spend it on my defense. But I, I, I took the the Forty ers Fuck Jarrett Sidham. Fuck the Raiders. Fuck Josh McDaniels. Fuck everybody that has anything to do with that offense. Fuck them all. The whole team. 
the whole kit and proverbial caboodle. So to run you down, we are going Cousins, uh, Herbert Akers, two running backs, Jefferson, Lazard, Dotson, Jordan Aikens tight end, Aaron Jones in the flex for the two-by-two Green Bay, Green Bay, Minnesota, Minnesota. And then we just got a bunch of outliers, right? But they're all outliers that are probably going to make this a less concentrated lineup in terms of ownership that I think has legs, right? (laughs) I dig it, homie. Yeah, it's a fun lineup. Um, You definitely realize that game's got to come up big in points for you. But that's the thing. That's... I mean, that's just how it goes. Right. Sure. Of course. That's that's it. That's it indeed. I love that you're also riding the historic wave of Justin Jefferson right now because we're going to look back in a few years and still regard this season by him as special. Like, we're in the middle of it. There's, there's not a ton of times you get to notice while it's happening that you're watching history and we're watching a historic season play out. This dude is insane. It feels like it's about as safe as it gets. Yeah. Like, I mean, do you have any concern about him not scoring, like, 20 zero. points? Fucking like, zero. I, I feel like you can just pencil in 20 points right now. Yeah. It's utter bananas. Dude is so freaking talented, it's crazy. It's fine. I mean, G- uh, Jair Alexander's a fantastic cornerback, but he got shredded by Justin Jefferson the first yeah. time they played. Like, I don't know why that wouldn't matter. Doesn't I feel matter very, who you very throw at him. Doesn't matter what doubles you throw at him. Dude can, dude can get you in the middle. Dude can get you on the seams. Dude can get you on short routes. Dude can get you on long routes. Like, he's just such a versatile and talented receiver. All right, do you want to try to build a uh, a Miami crazy stack? Yeah, we can try this out. I'm, I'm game to Is play this the way? I mean, it, what what's the angle here? Is it better to try to fuck around with a Bridgewater lineup because you can get him for five Gs, and that means you can squeeze in Waddle and Tyreek Hill? <laughs> or are you better off just trying to throw in, like, Raheem Mostert? I think, see, I feel like it's get him in one of those two. You pick, you pick which one you think will have the bigger day of Hill and Waddle. I don't think you go double. I think you get those two, and with the cheapness of the quarterback, you get another big play from another game, and you make a different stack into a different game with that big play. Personally. So, wait, so are you saying you do a, a Bridgewater-Mostert-Waddle lineup? I don't even know about Mostert. I was saying, like, uh, Bridgewater and either Hill or Waddle, and then you get a big player from a different game and do a mini stack with that, or do a mini um, bring back against that player. Is, oh. there a, is there a different lineup that you want to you want to play around with? Well, let's, let's get the Bridgewater plugged in. I just got a new lineup pulled up, so let me get to Bridgewater. Five, 5K Bridgewater. How much would you would you cuss me out if I tell you that I want to entertain a Colt McCoy lineup? <laughs> I mean, dude, I'll, I, w- I won't cuss you out for that. That's not, I, I like to play super cheap quarterbacks and see what happens. It's actually more money than Bridgewater. It's bizarre. That's crazy. <laughs> you sound good, dude. Feel good. Feel great. Feel real good. Can't wait. How about this? How about that? I'll build a Bridgewater real quick. You build a McCoy real quick. I've changed my mind. I'm off the McCoy. You're off the McCoy? That was a quick reversal. And he's back out of there. Yeah, I'm into like... 
the Bridgewater Jalen Waddle, and then do big money on another guy in a different game and a bring back against that person and then kind of fill in the blanks from there. Because I don't have enough faith in the Miami offense to get like multiple pieces of it. But I think Bridgewater Waddle or Bridgewater Hill, and I just went with the cheaper of the two when it comes to the receivers ultimately, but you could talk me into either one equally because uh, they're both pretty incredible wide receivers. But I think that's as many toes as I can dip into the water in that. All right, I have a different angle that we're going to go. But let's do the let's do the Bridgewater first, and then I want to do this one afterward. Okay, so, so far we've got a Bridgewater Waddle duo. Do you want to play anybody from New England? Like, that's the problem, right? I really don't. And, yeah, like, Ramondre Stevenson's really been bumming me out lately and is questionable he right had, now. He had one bad game. He's had more than one. He had two bad games. Well, not in a row. No, two weeks ago he had, like, a buck yeah. 70. No, like two weeks ago game. he had a sweet game. And it was like, all right, you're, you're, you're right about this. But, I, yeah. It just came at the wrong time. That's accurate. I yeah. wanted to go to the super ship. All right, so we're doing Bridgewater and Waddle. Do you want to put in Ramondre? I don't. I don't want to put in anybody else on this team unless you throw in some shit receiver like Jacoby Myers or something. I would. Eat, I would consider. But I don't Jacoby want to throw in a guy Myers, that throws yeah. a fifteen-yard backwards lateral. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> Let's just stick with those two for now. Okay. Um, looking at it, I kind of want to do like I kind of want to get in on Saquon and like do a Saquon and then uh, Indy bring back. If there's an indie bring back, you think you, you dig? can do that? You can do that cheap, and I've got one that I think is is sketchy but doable. I would right. do you, okay. Let's try this. Let's do a Saquon Jelani Woods bring back. Cheap tight end, productive tight end. What's his price tag? Just so I can find him on here. Twenty eight hundred. Found him. All right, that is indeed a cheap tight tight end. Love that. So, so far we've got Teddy, Saquon, Jalen Waddle, and Woods. What is this guy's first name again? Jelani. Jelani Woods. Yeah. All right. Tight. Never even heard of this guy, but I'm into it. Here for it. It's actually, I'm pretty sure that Jelani is a, uh, it's the Italian word for jello. So close. Yet so far. ASMR coming your way. ASMR coming at you. That's a huge bomb, man. It's Friday. It's a Friday bomb. That's just a pint glass full of bomb. Friday. It's Friday. We're doing this. Uh, yeah, then you could... You, any defenses that tickle your proverbial fancy? Uh, yeah, but I don't want to get there yet. All right. Because I... Well... That's fine. So, okay, if you're looking... Let's start really, really cheap, right? So, I mean, I would be... God, they're all cheap. I would be... I would entertain a, a $2,400 Panthers D. I would entertain a $2,500 Texans D. Um, the Niners are only 2900 That seems like a pretty good play. I'm in the Niners at 29 as well, especially, with, like you mentioned, this quarterback situation. Cardinals are 3000 That's entertaining. Let's do Niners. Let's for do now. San Fran. Yeah, let's do San Fran. I'm into that play. 
So now we're left with an average remaining of 59.5. Which is pretty good. We can still do some damage. A running back, two receivers, and a flex left to fill. So let's try to... Let's try to get some more money into our our AAV, our average value. And um, are you are you cool with putting in Dotson? Love the Dotson play. Forty six hundred yeah. Dotson. Yeah, love the Dotson play. That takes us to now we got sixty four hundred to fill out two receivers and a running back. Wait, no, I don't know. It put Dotson in my flex for some reason instead of wide receiver. That's goofy. Running back, receiver, flex, sixty four hundred apiece. Hell yeah! So now, what do you now? Here's where this is where this this building th- exercise gets entertaining. Is do you want to try to find another super cheap guy to sort of put in two studs, or do you want to just play around that average? It's kind of what I'm eyeballing right now. So I'm in running backs right now, just kind of looking at the cheaper range, seeing if any of these guys feel particularly exciting to me. Um. And there's not a ton of thrilling, cheap running back play to me right now. Personally. What about 4600 for uh, Royce Freeman? 11 carries two weeks ago, 16 carries last week. The problem is that he didn't do a whole lot with these carries, but he's getting a lot of carries. He's getting a lot of carries and playing against Jacksonville, who's so not great against the run. Volume is there. Productivity, tough to say. Pending. Like, maybe coming. Let's pencil that in for now. Let's try it. Then, uh, you know, things. nothing is concrete until you hit the submit button. Yeah, that, that puts us up to 7,300 for our wide receiver and our flex to fill in, which is pretty fun. You could do Amon Ross St. Brown at 7,800. That's a play I like this week. Um, Devonta Smith at 71. That's a play I like. Ooh, Minshew. Minshew was peppering Devonta Smith last week. Peppering the shit out of him. Yeah, I lost a matchup on that one. Two weeks in a row, I got knocked out of two different playoff matchups in fantasy leagues by the fucking Eagles. That's disgusting. And by Devonta Smith in both of them. One week with J- one week it was Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith. The next week, I played against someone who started Minshew and Devonta Smith. Gross. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Meanwhile, I had Miles Sanders in one of those two shit the bed for me. It was great. Yeah, I'm not bitter at all, folks. I'm totally fine. Everything's fine here. Don't even worry about me. Who did you just put in? I haven't put anyone. Uh, uh, Freeman? I did put Royce Freeman in, yeah. So then that leaves us at 7300 apiece for those last two spots. Take out Freeman. I want to try this. All right. Taking him out. Take You're out, out of there. Take out Freeman. Running back, put in Kenneth Walker. Receiver, put in Garrett Wilson. Mini stack, Seabags, Jets game. Okay. Into that. Done, and then that leaves us seventy five hundred for a flex. Yeah, it's funny the guy's right here at this range. Like Josh Jacobs, I normally love, but this matchup is exhausting. Not the not the time for it. I like I like James Conner. <coughs> I'm not like a massive James Conner fan, but James Conner is on the field for ninety seven percent of Arizona snaps. That's like the guy literally lot. never leaves the field. That is a lot. That's pretty good. Against Atlanta, Colt McCoy at quarterback. You got to figure this is a game that they are not afraid to lean on James Conner. Scored a touchdown three straight games. Yeah, I'll play that. So we're left over with 300. 
But, yeah, we're sitting at Teddy Bridgewater, Saquon Barkley, Kenneth Walker III, Jalen Waddle, Garrett Wilson, Jahan Dotson, Jelani? Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods, James Conner, and 49ers D. I'm kind of into it overall. If you were to tweak any one piece of this, what would what would be the piece you'd most like? To I tweak? guess I would I would probably want to put in Stevenson somewhere or some Patriot, right? Like we don't have any Patriot. That's the. But I don't know. Maybe Miami. I listen. I also don't want much to do with the Patriots' offense in general. That's the part of it for me. I'm like I have it's, a really just, tough time relying on any of these people. So you think you're better off? Like I think maybe you're better off just completely ignoring this game. Yeah. It sounds like fun in theory, but when you start doing it, I don't really get all that pleased with it. Yeah, it's just okay. Let's try a different one that I think we can use a lot of the same players. All right? Okay. This I'm I'm a fan of this, and it's also inexpensive, and it's fun. So let's leave in the Niners. I, I wiped the slate. I left the 49ers D. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to put in Brock Purdy at quarterback. I was eyeballing a potential Brock Purdy build. Brock Purdy, he's thrown, he's thrown at least two touchdowns in every single game he started. Every single one. Every single one. That's true. So let's put in Brock Purdy. If you're going to put in Brock Purdy, you got to put in George Kittle. Stands to reason. And then, this is interesting. This is what makes this fun, is I'm not even a big fan of this guy, but the price tag is so low. If he plays, which is kind of up in the air, but he practiced yesterday. If he plays, Debo's only 6000 Yeah, we're not historically Debo people around here, but that not is by low. by any means. That is low. So that's it's – it's an idea, right? It's a theory. You could also just go complete 49ers onslaught and put in Purdy, McCaffrey, Kittle, and their defense. See, I just – I think that's too much. I don't think it is. So here's the deal, right? Like, in your head, you look at it, and you're like, this is way too much. But, like, a lot of times, those are the lineups that win. I told you, the guy that won last week had six guys in the Vikings-Giants game. It's true. You did tell me that. That's the truth fact. But for at least the time being, I guess. We'll leave that alone. Let's just stick. Are you down with doing a Purdy-Kittle defense build? 40-Kittle-49. I'm sorry, Purdy-Kittle-49ers D. Yeah, did you want Debo in, too? We'll leave it alone for now because there's some question about whether or not he plays, I guess. Fair enough. All right. Do you want to stick stick with the Kenneth Walker-Garrett Wilson thing? Um, I'm good with that, and I'm good with Jahan Dotson still because it's just a cheap play that I like. Okay, let's put those all right back in. Going right back in. I like both of those. (laughs) You sound good. How's Garrett Wilson only 5,500? No respect for Mike White, dog. Oh, okay. Then we have a lot of money to play with. Wilson, Dotson, Kittle, 6,500 almost per person. Running back, receiver, flex. So there's some some room to maneuver here. Room for maneuvers. Like you could sell me the can like Cam Akers. 
Okay, I'm down uh, with that. David Montgomery. I'm down with. I, I might be down with both of them. Let's. Acres sixty-one, Montgomery sixty-nine. Montgomery sixty-nine isn't all that enticing. Let's put an Acres to sixty-one. All right, all right. Receiver and a flex sixty-six fifty per. Are there any dirt cheap receivers that you find enticing? That is, I'm actively in the four to five k range of receivers right now, looking for that exact type of thing. Um, Romeo Dobbs at 47 has some appeal there. Um, DJ Chark, honestly, at 4,300, I like a lot. Like, I like that a lot, honestly, in yeah. Chicago. That's that's pretty fucking enticing. Mac Mac Hollins, $4,200 Raider runback, if you want to do a Raider runback. I don't care about doing a Raider runback. Yeah, I also kind of just feel like the Raiders are going to get shit show stomped. If Corey do, Davis is only 3700 We don't even need to save that much, though. That would be how you get McCaffrey. Mm. Which I'm okay not doing, but I'm intrigued by the possibility of doing it as well. That's true. That is how you get there. If you put in McCaffrey's nine Gs, so if you do that, you've got 4300 to play with, which doesn't do a whole lot for you. Mac Hollins is 42. Chris Moore is 42. Richie James? DJ Chark is 43. DJ Chark is 43. DJ DJ Chark has over 90 yards in three of his four games. He does. All right, let's let's throw in. So let me know what you think. Put in in Chark (laughs) and then put in McCaffrey. And let me know how you feel about this. And then... I kind of like Tyreek Hill at 89 versus McCaffrey at 9. Really? I think so. I don't know. I think Tyreek has a pretty sweet day. I mean, the... the, I don't know. (laughs) It's not my most confident take in the world. The San Fran quad stack, essentially. Yeah. The on- the, the onslaught. The onslaught from San Fran stack. With some fun pieces in there as well. Or. Well. I don't know. I think I like this. Purdy, Walker, Akers. Garrett Wilson, Jahan Dotson, DJ Chark, George Kittle, McCaffrey, 49ers. I find it entertaining. Oh, sorry. Big you yawn. sound good. Just a big yawn that time, man. Yawns sound unhealthy now. Is that where we've landed as a society? Unenergetic. That's true. Lacking the joie de vivre, if you will. What the fuck does that mean? It means joie de vivre. Joie de vivre? Joie de vivre. Is this a a word? Is that a name? It's like a phrase. It's like, um, 
It's like describing one's essence. It's like it's really got a real joie de vivre. It's like a French phrase, it sounds like. I have mixed feelings about Are you sure that you're using this word correctly? Oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure that I'm not using this phrase. <laughs> no real confidence in that, sir. But that's not the topic at hand. The topic at hand is yours, what of Eve. All right. I have a 2.0 version of this to throw at you. Okay. That has most of the same pieces, but a few changes in here. So it keeps Purdy, Akers, Walker, DJ Chark, Jahan Dotson, and 49ers D in place. The three changes. My third wide receiver becomes Romeo Dobbs. My tight end bumps from Kittle to Kelsey, and my flex is as Jalen Waddle. I feel like if you're playing Purdy, you have to play Kittle. I think that's a fair. I've, that's a fair the, argument. the thing with the thing, right? I mean, you could you could flex Kelsey. That'd be interesting. That would probably be a not very common lineup. Not very common indeed. The double tight end action. You could also take out Chark and McCaffrey if you wanted to just stick with the Purdy Kittle Niners thing. And this is somewhat appealing. Instead, you could do. You could do Eckler and Van Jefferson for a mini Rams Chargers stack. Then that gives you Akers and Van Jefferson. Maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you do want to do that. Oh, maybe. Excuse me. Another interesting variant there. If you wind up with the Kelsey and Kittle double stack there, you could you can go Brandon Ayuk as the third receiver. Does he work? I don't know. At 6,300, yeah. No, he doesn't work. And the Brock Purdy, Cam Akers, Kenneth Walker, DJ Chark, Jahan Dotson, oh. Brandon Ayuk. You took Kelsey. out Garrett Wilson. I did, yeah. That was with a Garrett Wilson pullout. I, I like how you started referring to removing guys from your lineup as pulling out. Yeah, well, hey, you know, got to keep the people on their toes. Give them what they want. I the pullouts. That's what they. That's that, that's what the people have been asking for this whole time. And we got to give them. We got to give it to them. I might just like your original version better than all the modifiers it just did to it. I think well. I like the San, just the San Fran Smash lineup. San I think that's Fran entertaining. Smash. Yeah, man, I, I I like that better than what I've altered it to since. I just wanted to toy with it and kind of see what other iterations come along. But, yeah, I, I think I like where the original landed better than all the variants that followed. Nice. I'm playing it. It's official. It's official. It's in. It's in. Done Booked. and done. Book it. On the books. On the books. They've collected your money and everything. They don't have the money anymore. It's gone. They took it. For now. For now. Well, tomorrow is the college football playoff. 
Got any uh, thoughts for the people? Any exciting stuff? What are you doing tomorrow, man? you have any sweet plans? Um, are you working? I'm not working, no. Tits? No, uh, Destiny and I are doing things. Nothing nothing to a major. That sounds one. like fun. Yeah. Do, do some stuff. It's there, There's a couple options still in the air. But yeah, some things. Some things. We'll see. TBD. But what do you think uh, both favorites going to win? Is it going to be an upset in either game? I don't think there's going to be an upset in either game. I think that... Um, I think that just from a matchup position, I think that Michigan poses a lot of problems for TCU. I think that, historically speaking, teams that come from the Big 12 really struggle when it gets to bowl season against big, physical, push-you-around, slow-grind-the-game-out teams like, like Michigan. Because in theory, I think Michigan probably doesn't want J.J. McCarthy to throw more than 12 passes. I think that if the game goes the way they want it to, that's what happens. Sure. Right? Yeah, it's just running down your fucking throat. And I don't think that's going to be terribly problematic for them. Right? I mean, TCU has some some weapons. I mean, they, they have some ability to, to move the ball, and they can, they've can got some big playability. Uh, Max Dugan is a good quarterback, big play guy. But I don't know. I mean, TCU might not – they might not have the ball enough, legitimately speaking, to, to, to put up enough points to stick with Michigan. Like, if Michigan has the ball for 38 minutes of the game, then TCU has no chance. And I think that's likely. Sure. Quite frankly. You know what I mean? Cool. Like that. I would like to point out that Max Dugan sounds like he could be in a professional wrestling tag team that just like keeps coming close to winning the titles, but just can't quite achieve it. Mad Max, like yeah, Mad Max Dugan out here with like Jim Brady, Bob Cooter. I don't know. <laughs> really shit the bed with that fucking uh, coming up with the, the pride name. of West Texas. The pride of West Texas. Yeah, no, they'd be like a hillbilly. Jim Brady, Bob Cooter. They'd be like a hillbilly tag team and like overalls and stuff. And they would come close to winning the titles a lot, but just never quite get the job done. They come riding into the ring in, like, a big-ass, like, Mattel truck that they're riding in the bed of. (laughs) Some battery-powered toy truck. No, they literally just ride in on tractors. They just have, like, a John Deere. They get a tractor inside the... How are you going to get the tractor inside the arena? A mini? Dude, Stone Cold drove a beer truck into the arena. They could definitely get a tractor in there. Beer tractor. Ooh, beer tractor. I a tractor pulling a beer truck. <laughs> there it is. That Jim Bob Brady McCooterness is uh is slugging Schlitz out of. <laughs> perfect. Fucking lovely and perfect. I think more potential for Ohio State to upset Georgia, believe it or not, despite the fact that I think Georgia's the most complete team in the college football playoff. But I think from a a circumstantial position, like it's interesting because this is like the opposite of momentum, right? Like when you lose a big game against your rival at home and lose in relatively convincing fashion that puts you in a situation where you are pretty certain you just got knocked out of the playoffs. Relatively convincing? It was almost a double up. Well, to be fair, that really happened late in the game. It was yeah. close for a while, and then Michigan ripped the the gap open. Michigan put them away in the last seven minutes that's, of the game. That's fair. But yeah. it wasn't like a it, complete dominating right. it was, fashion. It was close for a time. So, this being said, despite the fact that that's like literally the opposite of momentum going into the playoffs, I think there's something to be said for the energy that gets injected into a team that feels like it has a second chance that it didn't see coming. 
Sure. Do you, I mean, like, just in terms of the psychology of being an athlete, I think when you think that your season is over and you're going to go play Utah in the Rose Bowl again like you did last year, and then all of a sudden some weird shit goes down and you end up back in the playoffs, you're like, ooh, we got another chance. We got a shot. So I think that opens the door for Ohio State to be a more likely upset candidate than Georgia. I think Ohio State has a much more explosive offense than Georgia, but Georgia doesn't need an explosive offense. Yeah, they have some of the most NFL player-looking linemen I've ever seen in college football. Jalen Carter is one of the best defensive. Jalen Carter's on par as far as college production and what is hopeful to translate into NFL productivity as Aaron Donald. Jalen Carter's a ridiculously talented defensive tackle, and he's That's a insane. monster. Um, Stetson Bennett is older than Lamar Jackson at quarterback. That's crazy. It's really weird, right? Fucking weird, man. Man, yeah, you know, transfer portal and red shirts and all these other things, whereas Lamar played his three years and got the hell out of there. Yeah. So uh, the, the the from a matchup perspective, I think that both offenses should be in decent shape. However, I think that's Georgia running a much more like NFL-ready pro-style offense against a defense that just had trouble stopping the run with Michigan – I see there being more opportunity for Georgia's defense to slow down Ohio State than vice versa, even though Ohio State has a much better offense. Does that make sense? Did I say that like an asshole? No, I think you said that pretty well. I uh, I, I think you said it quite well, in fact. So the, both the spreads are pretty similar. Touchdown, uh, basically. Yeah, basically right around a touchdown. Yeah. Um, if, if you're putting money anywhere into either of these games, what is the most confident bet you feel? Either whether it's an over-under, a halftime line – a spread, a money line. Um, if, you, if you were to pick one bet that you'd feel most comfortable playing, where would your money be? I'm not going to be betting either one of these games. I'm going to be watching and entertained and not having any sweat because I just want to be a, a pure fan for these games. He's going pure fandom, folks. That is so wholesome. Big Nick with the wholesome message here at the end. However, you can parlay both favorites' money line and get pretty close to even money. Michigan, nice. Michigan, Georgia, under uh, both straight up money line is like minus one twenty. That's what I would do. Hell yeah! I hey. don't think that there's going to be any anything crazy that happens. All right, all right, all right. Nice. Well, we've been at it for an hour and a half now. Ooh. So it feels like as good a time as any to say sayonara to the people, you know, after we, of course, tell them to subscribe and like and follow and comment and do the various clickety-clack things that we like them to do so much. Do this, do that, do this, do that. Yeah, I know. It sounds so demanding when you list all the things, but just, like, do a couple of them. Like, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to do all of it. Just, like, hit like. Or hit tell subscribe. some people. Do you know some people? Yeah, put hey, it out people. there. Hey, people. I know you guys. You guys are people. You should yeah. listen to these dudes. They're funny. Yeah. Uh, Nick's been getting more and more active with the at D2B2 Sports Twitter. Check that out. It's generating some uh, some traffic, some, some, Starting some energy. Some tweeting. Getting some tweets out there in the world. Tweet, tweet, motherfuckers. It's a full-time responsibility. People that are, are super into this are very busy people, I've learned. Yeah. People, the, you really need to be on top of it. It's intense. Yeah, which is why I've never been good at it. So it sucks. A, it sucks. Not a, not a fan. I've also come to an interesting conclusion that I may or may not put into practice, but it seems like if you are looking to really like get growth in the social media world and gain traction and followers, you should just say a lot of things that piss people off. That I mean, that's if, that is what seems to like really get 
if first take and uh, shows a hearty of the following like have taught us anything, it's that for sure. Like yeah. Stephen A. Smith is a full scale wrestling character now. It's amazing. Like he went from relatively journalist style journalist to just full on professional wrestling character now. Yeah, I put out a tweet about how I didn't think Jerwin James should have been ejected, and clearly most people disagreed with me and thought it was a vicious hit. I didn't think it was that vicious of a hit. He hit the guy mm. in the shoulder pad and then hit his head, which sucks. But the the strength of replies that I got was unbelievable from people that were very, very much in disagreement with me. Well, that's the way But it seems goes. like that's the way to do it. It seems like if you want to get a lot of popularity, just say a lot of things that's going to – say a lot of shit that's going to piss people off. Nice. You it's should... a unique approach. Yeah, there you go. That it's better to do things that piss people off than that they agree with. But such is life. <laughs> such is life indeed. In the in the the, in the, the meta world. In the cloud. In the cloud. Nice. Speaking of things that exist in the cloud, good fun media out here as a whole existing in the cloud. Of course, D2B2 Sports, which you're listening to right the fudge now. Preparation H does feel good. On the whole. Nice. Well done. Preparation God damn it. Pepper. If that's a preparation H would be like a good gag. Cream to no, get that to some hurts. Of, yeah. Ow. Ouch. Right on your durst. Right in your durst. But check out the other good fun media offerings. We got Morons in the Multiverse every Wednesday, dropping Marvel fandom content at you. And after the laugh track, our sitcom fandom pot dropping every Thursday. Like, follow, subscribe those as well if you want to hear myself and other people rant about those topics. Keep tuning in every Friday for the Friday Five as Big Nick and I break down a lot of NFL topics. And as the NFL season starts coming to an end, we'll be diving more into NBA, NHL. We're going to start getting weird and adventurous into other sports here coming soon. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that schniz. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening. It's cool of you. That's that's really neat that you decided to take an hour and a half and listen to two jackasses like Nick and I ramble on. I feel compelled to provide some value for the 90 minutes that people have invested with us. Ooh, give them some value. Two favorite bets of college bowl season are coming up. They're both January 2nd. Tulane, USC, over 63 points, and Utah, first half money line against Penn State. Those are legitimately my two favorite bets of bowl season. Nice. Pencil those in, people. Uh, Big Nick also doing very well in his uh, bowl pick'em pool. I've declined a little bit since yesterday. I, okay. I, I, I dropped a little bit, but we're still in the top 10 out of 289 people. Fuck yeah. That and, is rock uh, solid. We're sitting. We've got Maryland going right now. They're uh, they're winning. That's that's moving us in the right direction. Big, I had another six six teamer last uh, last night with Washington closing it out to win 660 Ds. Hell yeah, man. We're moving. On a little parlay roll. We're at a steamer. Steaming. A Cleveland steamer. Ooh. Wait, that's different. That's a different thing, sir. It's an entirely But a Cleveland Steamer's as good of a Cleveland Steamer? A Cleveland Steamer's as good of ending as any. So, uh, let's end the show. Yeah, that's let's just stop talking. Cleveland Steamer's, we're out. <laughs>